Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome back, 365 Sports. Sam Mays, selloutcrowd.com. And just one fantastic Oklahoma State analyst and a guy who's who's been there and done that when it comes to big games. Sam, write the script for me on how Oklahoma State wins this game against Texas tomorrow. <laughs> Coming up blazing, Paul. Yeah, I know. I just you know, I'm sitting there thinking, man, you can't I can't get a little warm up. You can't serve me in or you know, give me a little uh, something to start with, you know. I, honestly, I think it just comes down to Alan Bowman. You know, I, I sat in the stands a few weeks ago for the final, final Bedlam game, honestly thinking that it was going to be Oklahoma just beating the hell out of Oklahoma State in that game. And then what happens next was crazy. Alan Bowman comes out, throws a bunch of completions early in the first quarter of that game, backs the Oklahoma defense up significantly. And then you guys know this as well as I do. It's crazy how you know it's been probably twenty years since we all sat down and watched the team do it this way but the Cowboys do it their whole goal is to be within 10 points going into the fourth quarter that's it that's what Oklahoma State needs to do in order to be competitive in order to give themselves an opportunity to win every game they play is be within 10 points going into the fourth quarter and if they can do that they rely on one of the best running backs in the country Ollie Gordon to go ahead and put that work in and let me tell you something that kid just gets stronger every single time he he carries the ball he's better the next time he carries it. And so if Bowman can come out, take command of the Oklahoma State offense, complete a bunch of passes early, and doesn't even be deep balls, right? Doesn't need to be, uh, you know, talking 15-plus yard plays. It needs to be 8 to eight to 12-yard plays, you know, those just backing those linebackers off the line of scrimmage a little bit and then giving that offensive line a chance to, you know, just kind of get it going, right? Get the run game going. And if they can do that, then they have an opportunity with Texas. You know, I think the the best player on the field is Ollie Gordon in this game. I think the next 10 probably go to Texas. You know, now the flip side of it would be this is, you know, the Oklahoma State defense has been lucky this year because the offense has been able to eat so much clock up, right? I think defensively the scheme is not very good 
Uh, I, I don't understand anybody that runs a three-man front unless your defensive line looks like Texas. Right? you got a defensive line like Texas or Alabama or one of these bigger SEC schools. Cool, go ahead and run a three-man front because you got a nose guard that's out there eating dimes and crapping out nails. Like you got to have that kind of dude in the middle to get this thing done. And you need a couple of six, seven, two hundred ninety-five pound run stoppers and pass rushers on the edge. Oklahoma State has nothing like that. I mean, they've got they've got chihuahuas on the defensive line on the edges compared to what a true three-four fifty uh, front looks like. And so, what's helped them is the defense is always rested. And they got a couple of linebackers that can play this game and a couple of safeties that can really play this game. Instinctual kids that make plays, they tackle well, they group tackle. They just don't make a whole lot of uh, ridiculous, you know, non-mistakes that will like plague a defense, miss tackles and things like that. They don't do that. They got some kids that can play in the second and third levels of this team. So if they, if Ollie Gordon and group can keep the defense fresh, well, then they can handle Texas for four quarters, I feel like, offensively. Because as good as the Longhorns are and the skill position players, you know, I'm not, it's not like they're out there just dropping 50 points on teams either. You know, they, they are kind of a more of a methodical group themselves when they're playing at their best, in my opinion. So I think that this is a, you know, if I'm, if I'm betting on this game, I, I'm probably taking Texas by double digits, honestly. Um, but there is an opportunity here for Oklahoma State to win this game. But it's definitely going to rely on the arm of Island Bowman. What was going through your mind during the struggles last week against BYU as that clock was ticking and that lead and just, I mean, there was time, obviously, and they, they came back and won that game. But uh, at its lowest point, what were you kind of thinking amongst the o- Oklahoma State collective about what was going on? Oh, I was just dog cussing everybody. Just you <laughs> worthless, you know, like yeah. it just, you know, it was just a, it was a really uninspired performance. You know, you, you think you take the field in the position that Oklahoma State is, feel the same way about UCF. Like, what are y'all doing? you're not better than anybody. Like, I don't know what, what has happened this season at any point that you feel like you don't have to prepare or take the field with the same sense of urgency that you had in Bedlam to play every darn team on your, on your schedule, whether that is UCF or Houston or BYU. Everybody needs your max attention because you're not a very good football team. Right? For some reason, it's just one of those things where the, the, you know, the stars have aligned and when moments when you need to take over games, you've got a great player that's able to do it on his own, right? I don't know if it's more of a testament to Oklahoma State's offense or just the state of Big 12 defenses at this point. But Ollie Gordon is just blowing teams up by himself. I don't even think the Oklahoma State offensive line, if I could grade that unit, I'd give him probably a C, right? Maybe a C-plus for the season. Like, they're not right home about guys. No one on that offensive line is playing in the NFL. Right, this is just a bunch of kids that have gained a bunch of confidence because they've got, you know, a Heisman Trophy contender at some point in his career running behind them. You know, so it's it's just one of those things that I just don't feel like they could ever take the field and not feel like we have to play our best game today. And they've done it three times here in the last five games against UCF. They got killed against Houston, and they did it again against BYU. And they should have never put themselves in that position. To me, that's leadership on the field and it's leadership off the field. They've got to get it right. Get off this whole. Like, I get it. You didn't expect to be where you are, and everything is hunky-dory and exciting. Everybody's all smiles. But, I mean, you are where you are now. So you've got football to play. You know, you've got games to win. They beat UCF, and we're talking about, you know, a potential New York Six game for this Oklahoma State team, which is just insane when you consider everything that happened earlier in the season. So, I, obviously, they're not going to take Texas lightly. I would expect them to come out there and play their tails off early in, the, in this game. 
as they can. But it was definitely frustrating watching them take the field with a lackluster attitude, you know, looking down at a couple of opponents that they're not significantly better than. Where would you grade this season on on Mike Gundy's coaching job? Um, because there were after South Alabama, like anybody outside of Stillwater had kind of jumped off the boat completely. Yeah, no, it, it's frustrating for sure. You know, and he wins coach of the year in the Big Twelve, and I kind of figured that was going to happen. I would have gave it to Neil Brown, in my opinion. You know, Mike Gundy is a is a elder statesman in this league. That guy's been around way too long to take the field in the first four games of the season running a three-quarterback system. Have the worst loss in 20 years to a South Alabama team uh, that didn't deserve to be playing and still wasn't alone beating them and beating them the way that they did it. And you lose to Iowa State on the road, and Iowa State's defense is somehow, way, one of the best in the league every year. And so I, I can, you know, I'll take that, an Iowa State loss, but there's no way you should lose to South Alabama. There's no way you should have lost to UCF the way that you did. You know, and this, this team could be better than what they are. And that's frustrating. You know, to me, this is not a second-year coach. This guy's been here almost 20 years, you know, and at some point, he's going to have to get past this whole, and maybe maybe it's, you know, Oklahoma State fans, you guys know this as well as I do. They're the happiest, go luckiest group of people you'll ever meet. We won 10 games. What a great season. They got 30,000 people at tailgate every single game. The home field advantage is tremendous. They are die hard. We're happy to be your here, here type of fan base. So when you give them 10, they're ecstatic about it, right? But the rest of us, the, and it's all these older folks, the rest of us, if you're 40 or below, you're looking around like, okay, cool. Y'all got a top 25 ticket price that we're paying to get into this stadium. You got top 10 facilities still in the country, but, and we want more better results, right? Especially with the Big 12 turning over the way that it is. No more Texas, no more Oklahoma. Who should lead this thing? It should be Coach Gundy in Oklahoma State. And it doesn't seem like they're in position to take the reins like we would have hoped to see at the end of this season. You know, you're playing, there's the title opportunity ahead of you. I don't feel confident that they're going to win the thing, but every, this will be another season where they leave it and everybody's like, man, what a great year. Mike Gundy did it again. You know, go Pokes. But it's the under, to me, they should have done this four times since 2011, but they just keep falling short and, you know, they can't beat Oklahoma. They can't. Uh, win Bedlam. They they should have won Bedlam six times in the last ten years. They had the better team three of those six times, and they continue to lose it over and over again. You know, so it's just a it's just this weird place that everybody is in, where the diehard, you know, true just fans, the fanatics of this football team, are just gonna they love Mike Gundy more than anything. But I think there's a new group of folks that are you know paying money, paying big dollars. Right to go watch Oklahoma State football that aren't necessarily feeling satisfied with top 50 recruiting classes, you know, and then you falling short year in year out when it comes to being in championship contention. So it's um it's a hard time for sure. You know, I, I think that Sark deserved a, an opportunity at a at a coach of the year. I think he had an excellent year. Neil Brown had an excellent year. You know, Gundy's feels a little bit weird to me, but you know it is what it is. I don't have to vote. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. We we had a conversation about this the other day. It's like, hey, good for Gundy. Like, nothing against him, but it's just like, yeah, you could probably make a better case for a couple of the other guys. But, Sam, you sort of touched on this at the beginning. Uh, Obviously, the the Oklahoma State offense, I think you're dead on with Alan Bowman's going to have to make some plays to open some things up. But when you look at that Texas offense and all those weapons, I mean, that that toy chest full of weapons that Sark has, um, what – stands out to you in terms of what you know Oklahoma State does and doesn't do well and what you see as the biggest challenges or, you know, 
places for opportunity, what have you, tomorrow in that matchup? I'll, I'll tell you right now, if Texas comes out and runs the ball successfully early in this game, they're going to score 50 points on Oklahoma State. Like, they'll they'll score at will. And they So the Cowboys are going to stop the run and make Quinn Ewers be the guy that's going to go out there and get the ball to those weapons, make him throw the ball 25-plus times in this game, and I think he may be have an opportunity. Because Oklahoma State's got some dudes in the back end that are ball hawks. They'll go get it if you throw it up there to them. And there's some of those kids are big. They get physical. They can run. They've got some decent speed on the back end. It, it all comes down to that front line for me. I think there's a significant advantage for that Texas offensive line uh, over the Oklahoma State defensive line. I, that's where I think this game is lost for the Cowboys. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Um, you know, for Big 12 fans' sake, uh, I think – I think there's there's only one fan base that's rooting for Texas, and that's Texas. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. OU Oklahoma, fans yeah. Here oh, yeah. I, I actually saw somebody write, some OU fan wrote, Texas fight on Twitter, oh. and I almost threw up. Yeah. I was like, you've got to be – like, y'all hate Oklahoma State that much that you can't <laughs> – you're going to cheer on Texas. Look, you, know, you guys know this about me. I can't stand Texas. Like, I got PTSD for Vince Young, so I'm never going to. <laughs> I will cheer against Texas every game that they play, but – uh, it's a personal thing for me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Sam. Uh, I think the the SEC alliance it makes some sense of like kind of why they're teammates, but yeah. at the same time, it makes for the grossest alliance. It's just like yeah, it's, it's turned into such correct. a us versus them thing. I I I don't jive with that, Sam. I'm with you, man. I, it just feels wrong in so many ways. It does absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate yeah. you. All right, guys. Have a good one. Craig, I mean, you're an Oklahoma fan. If I'm in your shoes, I would just be rooting that this game never even happened. Like, it would yeah. just be a thing. Wish in, you like, were there, the huh? Yeah. Could have <laughs> yeah. done that, too. Um, look, if if, Flor- like, if Miami and Clemson were playing in the ACC title game, I, I mean, just like when Texas and Florida play against each other next year, or I think it's next year, year I mean, whatever they do. Like, I'm Texas just, and Florida, I think that is next year. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to, like... I'm going to take 11 showers that day. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I, I, yeah. I can't believe I just watched this. <laughs> like I get this, it. I mean, yeah. I get it. It's because it's become, and I think mostly Brett Yormark allowed it to happen yeah. and help create it because of the whole comments that led to, oh, well, he's out to get us, and now we got to band together because we're the, the hunted and everybody else are the hunters, and they don't appreciate us, and that's why we're having to leave and all that, and I understand all that, but like it's kind of reached a level I've seen on social media in some cases where it's like, Okay, like stop holding hands, guys. Like, you know, it's just it's weird. I I I get it, but I also just it makes me uncomfortable how nice and friendly OU and Texas fans have been with each other in this little uh, Big Twelve exit alliance. But um, you know, there's obviously reasons for it. Still, the idea of rooting for Texas so that you can both go out of the the league and I guess enter the SEC and one of you wanted, I, I don't know. I don't know if Texas fans would be rooting for Oklahoma fans. Maybe they would be, uh, but I have seen a lot more of that than I ever anticipated. And um, it's been interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, look, I know that like sometimes you have to make uncomfortable alliances. Yeah. Give us a spot in the national but, title. Yeah. Like I hate to do it, but I'll root for yeah. Texas tech or but, BYU or whoever your enemy is. For yeah. Oklahoma, this game affects them in no way. Like, none. yeah, yeah, none. It doesn't affect them at all. no, like nothing. Except for you're just the same as Texas in that you're also leaving, but like you don't get a Big 12 title. They might get in the playoff. They yeah. might go win a national title. Are you really going to celebrate? Like, you know what? You do belong in the SEC. You're starting to celebrate other yeah. people's accomplishments. You fit right into and, the SEC. And here's the thing. Texas has been riding your coattails for a decade until now. 
about like, oh, we're the best of the Big Twelve. Like, no, Oklahoma is. You're just you're just rich. You know, like yeah. But that's that's the thing that that surprises me about Oklahoma fans. You know, like re- like I would just say nothing. I would say I mean, that's kind of where I am. Like, I, yeah. I just want a great game, and yeah. you know, if it's. Uh, a situation where you know, have to choose like gun to my head. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to debate that because on the one hand, that money would be good for the Big 12 schools to have a playoff team. But at the same time, do I as a fan, not as a media guy, because I, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I cover them my entire life. So I, I know how to just, you know, evolve yeah. with that. But do I want to see Texas as a fan go get a shot at a national title? Absolutely freaking not. No, I don't want to see that. So... Yeah, it's it's a weird deal, but that is very SEC of like, hey, it's almost like we're there too, and it's like that's Texas guys. That's not that's Texas, and I think if the shoe were reversed, it would be maybe different. I don't know if Texas fans would embrace it. And look, it's not everybody, obviously, too. That's the other thing is like not everybody feels that way. It's just Twitter, so it's a a fraction of a fraction of you know the probably the real feelings out there. But that is, I think, uh, all a creation of Brett Yormark's comments and just this feeling of, oh, they're trying to screw us on our way out. We've got to band together. Uh, but at this point, when you're talking about, you know, a team going and getting some pretty big accolades and wins while you're on the sidelines watching, yeah, I don't know if I'd be rooting for that exactly because, you know, that's a team that will now have a bit more momentum than you do heading into this next iteration. And, you know, that's that's your future for the for the long term. I'll just tell you, unless you're one of those teams in the SEC that's actually won a title, the uh, and the money's good. Like, that's helped you. But uh, it has not helped you on the field. Like, it has not helped Kentucky on the field that Alabama's won a million national titles. Um, I mean, I don't know that I totally agree with that because the money helps you get better on the yeah. field and the playing Alabama and playing in those big games does. I do think all of that comes into play. But, like, the celebrating that, like, you won a national title, that's yeah. that's the weird part to me and always has been. I can get, like, if the Big 12 had won nine out of the ten national titles and, like, five of them were by different teams, I understand how that develops. That that pride of, like, we're the best, we play in the best league, I totally understand all of that. But I don't get it when it's, like, a Mississippi State fans talking trash to somebody because Alabama beat you know that team it's like that wasn't your team bud you don't get to you don't get to brag you don't get to dunk on me because a different team beat me because you're in the same league that's where it gets kind of weird and uh and very homery but I I get the pride of like yeah because the the NFC East for the longest time and the NFL divisions are a lot different and just the NFL and different is a lot general in terms of the fan bases but for a long time the NFC is the best division in football right it's the best division. It's got the best rivalries, this and that. Now, I don't remember Eagles fans going, we've been in four of the last five Super Bowls, and we, yeah. we, 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 we. I don't remember any of that. But there, there's that pride of you're playing with the best, but then there's people that take it over the line. And, and just it's just weird to see that with, uh, with Oklahoma kind of some segment of the fan base rooting for Texas to win a Big 12 championship and then pop, probably get into the playoff. I would want to be seeing the exact opposite – if the only reward really is that you get to dunk on Brett Yormark on the way out and some yeah. Twitter people, like that's your reward yeah. for Texas going and winning all these things. So that's why it's so strange to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just not right. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Oh.